What's up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Anti Up, brought to you by Fantasy Alarm, right here on the Sawdust Podcast Network. I'm Howard Bender. With me, of course, Adam Ronis. Uh, we got a lot of stuff going on here, Adam. It's draft season for fantasy football. Uh, the NBA so far, uh, some excitement today. Maybe not so much, or at least I should say uh, Wednesday. Uh, not all that exciting yet, at least at the time of recording. Uh, how you been, man? Man, busy time. Certainly enjoy watching baseball, NBA playoffs, and of course, fantasy football draft season. So it's a busy time. A lot of fun right now. Always something going on. Always something going on. All right, well, here's what I want to do. And this is obviously, you know, we always get this all the time on Twitter and Facebook. You know, the old rate my draft, what would you do, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, I give out draft grades. Uh, I rate it on the on the Scoville scale, you know, as spicy and not spicy. I'm just trying to figure out some creative way to do it. But I actually I thought that this would be a good idea. Um, I'll tweet the draft board link along with, uh, you know, where you guys are uh, seeing that the podcast is up so that everybody can kind of take a look at what's going on. Uh, Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio did a uh, a host draft, 12-team, half-point PPR. Uh, I had the third pick overall in the draft. What I really, what, The reason I want to talk about this is because there's actually, there, there's like five fantasy alarm teams in here. There's me, there's Jim Bowden, Colton and the Wolfman, uh, Fensty, uh, you know, so, I mean, it's like right there, you've got one, two, three, four, fourteen. Oh, Jen Piacenti here also. So we've got five fantasy alarm teams, which always kind of makes it interesting when you're drafting with people, you know, and you know what their tendencies are, um, especially when you're talking about, uh, an industry draft. So you've had a chance to take a look at the draft board, Adam, uh, some initial thoughts here. Yeah, it was. Um, again, running back heavy, which seems to be a theme across a lot of leagues. And I feel people are pushing up running backs way too much. Uh, I think a lot of these guys are going to disappoint. And I would take the value that's presented to me. And if it's wide receiver, I would. Uh, but I got to say, of the five alarm representatives in here, I think the team that I like best is Jens. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, really? Do tell. Do tell. I, I just like the way she constructed this team. I don't like the Raheem Mostert pick in round four, but pretty much everything else. I mean, and Mike Williams, I thought around. I love Mike Williams, the player. I just wish he was on a different team. I wish he got more volume. I mean, this guy's a stud receiver. You throw the ball up, he's going to go get it. He had 1,001 yards last year, but only two touchdowns the year before. We saw 10 touchdowns on limited yards uh but change in offense who's going to be the quarterback so that pick i didn't love and i live most of but starting down with cook and aaron jones i'm not a huge aaron jones fan but i think it's getting to the point now mid-second round fine as your rb2 yeah he's not going to score as many touchdowns but they want to run the football sure aj Dillon was brought in but aaron jones is still going to be the main guy and he's not someone that i endorse but as your rb2 Sure, like Thielen, like McLaurin, Gallup, uh, like getting Anthony Miller and Pittman in round 11 and 12, like Gasecki as the starting tight end in round 10, Alexander Madison, she didn't really have to overpay to handcuff Dalvin Cook in round 9, uh, 
Deshaun Watson as a starting quarterback. I typically don't like taking a quarterback early, but I think it worked out for her. Uh, so, yeah, I, I like the way she put this team together. All right. Well, and then I think the the more important question is, why don't you like my team, Adam? Um, I, I think you <laughs> went too running back heavy. Uh, I, I really do. And Colton and the Wolfman do this, and I've spoken with them, or, or whether it's a broadcast or we're in the chat room together, and they'll always say, what do you think of my draft? And I go, it doesn't matter because we have different philosophies. We know they're the smart system, and they're going to go running back heavy. Uh-huh. And I've always said there are different ways to construct a roster and have success. I'm kind of the opposite where I am going to get that one bell cow running back, especially if I'm picking in the top five like you guys did. And if I don't like the running backs that are there, I'm just going to hammer receiver, maybe a tight end, and just take a bunch of running backs late that I hope to hit on one. Because if I come out of a draft with a weakness, I don't mind it being my RB2. If I'm strong everywhere else, I'm going to figure out a way to do it. Now, they their philosophy is different. They're going to take three, four running backs in the first five rounds. And I guess they're thinking, well, two to three of those are going to work out and we're going to figure out how to put our receivers, tight ends together. Um, So I've always told them like, hey, even if I don't like your draft coming out, it doesn't matter because you have parentally shown the ability to be in the mix and win championships. So we just have two different philosophies. The same, I guess, with me and you, with the way you went with your team. I just don't like Leonard Fournette this year. I had him last year. The team doesn't like him. They tried to get rid of him. I don't see him getting 100 targets again. Uh, last year, the big question goes in, well, this guy's always hurt. Okay, so he played 15 games, and now all of a sudden we're confident that that injury's history is gone. Uh, so I don't love Fournette. I like Zeke. like Beckham a lot. like that pick. I like your Akers pick a lot. Sutton, I'm kind of lukewarm on. There were several receivers going after him that I like better. And I know you have taken Jordan Howard in every draft. I just didn't think you needed to do it there. You already had three running backs. Uh, I would have really liked your team better if you would have went with the receiver there. Maybe you're going to tell me you didn't love any receiver there. That's fair. Uh, There were receivers I liked better, though, than Jordan Howard. Like, you already had three running backs. I, I didn't think you needed to get Jordan Howard there. And then it hurt your receiver depth because then you go Kyler Murray, Hunter Henry, and now Christian Kirk is your third receiver. So um, that that's where I think your team is lacking a little bit. I think your receivers are not that strong. And it came, and I feel like the critical pick was Jordan Howard in round six. I, I know you love him, and you've taken him in a lot of drafts. As I've said, he's landed on my teams not by design, just because he's kind of fallen more so to the eighth, ninth round. You've taken him in the fourth round. Say you weren't able to get Pollard, right? And someone else did. They might drop him at a certain point, and then you can go get him during the season. So a lot of these handcuffs, they don't stay on rosters. Injuries happen. People need to drop a player with bye weeks, and they often drop that handcuff that's not theirs. And the other issue is, you know, Nick Chubb, like, how do you handcuff him with Kareem Hunt when Kareem Hunt's going around five? Like you can't do it. Right. Yeah. That's definitely the tough spot. You don't want, yeah. I mean, listen, it's, I, I agree with you on that. It's incredibly difficult. It's like Ingram Dobbins, you know, to, you know, handcuff them. Dobbins went here in the, in the sixth round. Yeah. Uh, you got to take in Ingram in like the fourth or fifth. <laughs> this one he went for and then come back and get Dobbins. It's like, you're just spending so much draft capital. And are you going to start both those guys every week? No. So it, in certain situations, it's difficult, and you just really can't do it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right, man. I mean, listen, that was, uh, you know, just kind of uh, 
some thoughts there. Again, we'll tweet out this link, this draft board, so everybody can check it out and uh, and see what you got. Uh, we'll, we're going to be doing a ton of football talk uh, in the coming future. So you guys have questions, uh, you know, at Adam Ronis on Twitter, at RotoBuzzGuy on Twitter. Uh, hit us up, at Fantasy Alarm. Uh, happy to answer any and all your questions and uh, and talk draft strategy with you guys uh, as well. Um, before we get to some NBA lines and some best bets, just want to give a shout out to uh, our boys over at Monkey Knife Fight uh, for always doing such a great job. Who? Monkey Knife Fight? Let me tell you. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Then you need to check out monkeyknifefight.com. MonkeyKnifeFight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because MonkeyKnifeFight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on MonkeyKnifeFight.com, there are no salary caps and you don't have to play against sharks, which means anyone has a chance at winning. Even you, Adam. Even you. Uh, MonkeyKnifeFight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love. Baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, and eSports, too. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. You know what else MonkeyKnifeFight.com has? How about a free $5 game for you for just for signing up? And if you use the promo code ANTIUP, one word, A-N-T-E-U-P, you will have your first deposit matched instantly up to 50 bucks. With a name like MonkeyKnifeFight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play. Monkeys and knives and fights and sports. Sign up and play today at MonkeyKnifeFight.com. Play, play MKFing win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. So that's how we uh, pay the bills. <laughs> All right, well, there you go, and uh, you've been officially informed of who Monkey Knife Fight is. Get yourselves over there, guys. Definitely. Some in-game uh, in-game prop betting, also a, a lot of fun, uh, definitely, to do. Now, Adam, let's uh, let's uh, shift over to the NBA here. Uh, you know, how was your uh, overall, um, how was your, uh, your, your Wednesday in the NBA in comparison to what a tumultuous Tuesday it was? Well, if you listen to Annie up, I like the jazz. Uh, I said it on the podcast. And then uh, on my write-up on wageralarm.com, I picked Denver. So uh, hopefully you listen to the podcast. I did. That's the thing. You know, this is kind of initial thoughts the day before, and then I do something. So uh, I was wrong on that. Uh, I did like Boston, uh, and they smoked Philly. So got that right. Uh, also said I think I liked the over on that. It was like 214. Um, so that went over uh, pretty easily. I did like the over on Utah Denver, so got that right. Um, I I don't remember what I said on Brooklyn Toronto. Uh, I think I might have said the over. It went under. Uh, didn't love the large spread. Brooklyn played. Re- I feel like they played very well, man. Uh, they lost by five, and Joe Harris left the bubble too. So uh, they could be in trouble. But I think you give them a ton of credit for as hard as they played. All right, beautiful. Beautiful. Well, let's take a look and see what's going on uh, for Thursday. And uh, and let's see. What do we have? Let's start off the morning game. Uh, Miami against Indiana. Miami is up one nothing in the series right now. Uh, they are minus four favorite over under 215. Money line leads Heat minus 180. I think the Heat are the better team, but I think the Pacers will play well. They've 
battled back and forth this year. So I lean towards the points in this game uh, with Indiana being able to cover. You don't think Indiana is going to be able to cover? No, I think they will cover. They will. Okay. Uh, but I don't feel very strongly about it. I think Miami wins this series. I think they're the better team. Uh, Jimmy Butler obviously came out and had a big game. Goran Dragic had a big game. They put him in the starting lineup. So um, just uh, I feel this could be a close game. So I- I'll take the points with the Pacers. Beautiful points with the Pacers. Oklahoma City against the Houston Rockets. Uh, Rockets won despite not having uh, Russell Westbrook in the lineup. They're a two-point favorite over under 228. Uh, Moneyline continues to lean Houston at minus 130. Yeah, I was very, very disappointed with the way the Thunder played. I thought they were going to win that game and uh, was totally wrong on that. Uh, the Rockets are just so dependent on hitting their threes that I feel like there are going to be games where they don't and they're going to be in trouble. So, uh, <laughs> dun, dun, dun. I think I got to go with the Rockets. I just hated the way the Thunder looked. Okay. I can dig that. I can definitely dig that. All right, let's uh, let's roll on. Orlando Magic with a big, big upset uh, in uh, in the first game against the Milwaukee Bucks. Keep in mind, of course, the Magic won that first game against uh, Toronto last year. Toronto wins it all. Um, Bucks here are uh, twelve and a half point favorites still, over under two twenty eight. Uh, the money line is obscene as far as favoring the Bucks minus nine ten. Yeah, I'm surprised that the Bucks looked the way they did in Game One. I I gotta go with the Bucks here. I gotta think they're gonna come out and just smoke the Magic. Uh, Bucks just didn't play well. They didn't hit their shots. I gotta think they look a lot better. So tough I wouldn't. It's not. A, it's what? <laughs> I said yeah, tough well, to look worse. It's not something that I feel great about. But if you're asking me, hey, make a pick, I would take the Bucks. All right, I would uh, I would agree with that pick there. Finally. Oh, baby, the Portland Trailblazers <laughs> against the Lakers. It's a six-and-a-half-point favorite for the Lakers. 229.5 is the over-under. Lakers a, uh, a a strong minus 278 money line favorite uh, for this one. Does uh, LeBron dust everything off and bounce back? I'd expect them to, but I got to take the points with the Blazers, man. They're still getting six-and-a-half until the Lakers play well and show that they can, I'm going to take Portland. They're, they got a lot of confidence right now. They didn't even play well. If you would have told me the Blazers are going to score 100 points, I would have told you, oh, they're going to lose. There's no chance they win. They haven't scored that few points in so long. So for the Lakers to not even reach 100 against the Blazers, it's a concern. The problem is, and I've said it all year, like they have, it's LeBron James, Anthony Davis. They don't have much else. That's why I'm amazed that they were the one seed. I said they're going to need – those guys have to play great every night. Then they're going to need a Kuzma, a Danny Green, someone to step up to help out. And they didn't get it. Anthony Davis had 21 points in the first half. He didn't go over the 29-and-a-half prop that I gave out, which is – you talk about a bad beat. And he missed two free throws in the final <laughs> minute, which should have – and he's a good free throw shooter. So he didn't play well shooting 8-24. to LeBron was fine. He had a triple-double, but he's just not getting enough. So – I expect the Lakers to come out and play strong. I expect them to win, but I can't take them by six and a half over anyone right now with the way they have played in the bubble. Okay. All right. Makes sense to me. So uh, for all you keep it score at home, 
Uh, it was Pacers plus the four points. Uh, it was Rockets minus two. It was uh, Milwaukee with the uh, with the win. Are they covering? Yeah, I'll t- I, I'll, I say they hammer them. Okay, the hammer and cover. Uh, and then it's the Blazers with the six and a half points. Uh, I love it. Absolutely love it. All right, well, that's going to do it for us here tonight on Ante Up. Big thanks to all of you guys for tuning in. Best of luck with you and all your bets. Best of luck in all your fantasy football drafts. Uh, I think that's pretty much all we got, Adam, unless you got some, like, words of wisdom as a parting shot. Yeah, check out wageralarm.com. There you go. Check out wageralarm.com. He's Adam Ronis. I'm Howard Bender. This has been Annie Up, presented by Fantasy Alarm on the Sawdust Podcast Network. We'll catch you next time.